Since they're so close together, Cinco de Mayo and Mother's Day must be combined into one holiday called Cinco de Madre. <laughs> That's where mom gets breakfast in bed that consists of a pitcher of margaritas and then kind of gets flowers when she wakes up in the rose bushes. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's just a good old-fashioned joke right there. Sure. Isn't that refreshing? <laughs> we ought to play more, for folks who didn't hear it, we ought to play, how long is the mother bit on Saturday Night Live? It wasn't terribly long. A couple minutes. Fast-paced. It was, the, uh, the full bit was like four minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, time flies. <laughs> anyway. Uh, in which uh, SNL mocked itself uh, through the mothers of the cast members for constant, well, go ahead, play it. You can hear it. Uh, Mom, I love you because you always give me the best advice. Thanks, Luke. Here's some more. Enough with the Trump jokes. Mom, I don't write those. And why doesn't SNL ever talk about crooked Hillary? Mom, I'm so new here. Please do not do this to me. (laughs) Yeah, Mom. Also, I'm new and black, so be cool. I don't understand why everyone focuses on Trump at all. When you should be focused on Jesus. Okay. Well, well, Jesus isn't president, Mom. And that's the problem. Okay, come on. And on it went. Quit with all the Trump jokes was the theme. Until it was too many penis jokes. At the end, which was very funny. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, uh, listen, it's funny, uh, funny coincidence. We got this little note from Ben the Libertarian this morning who's frequent correspondent and uh, bestower of wisdom. Uh, you're familiar with the term IOT. I'm not. Uh, Internet of Things. Okay. Yeah, that's it's usually abbreviated among uh, tech guys as IOT. And here's the slogan. Never forget that the S in IOT stands for security. The irony being there isn't an S in IOT. Oh. And there is no security on this stuff. The Internet of Things. If it exists and is connected, it will be hacked. If the NSA can be hacked, your thermostat? Are you kidding? I'm going to make it 110 in your house just well, I, to make the point. I guess what, uh, if if, you've, if anybody's ever thought about it for a second, you think, yeah, I'm sure the secu- they put in, didn't put a lot of security preventions in me running my toaster from my phone. But so what if it got hacked? Somebody's going to per- turn my toast up and make it too brown? I mean, it just just seems so unlikely. There's not a lot of uh, incentive or, or or value in exactly genius hackers figuring out how to make my garage door go up and down. Right. If I were to put a pile of my dog's poo in my yard, I wouldn't build a fence around it to protect it. Nobody wants it. Right. On the other hand, your smart speaker, your Alexa, your Siri, what have you, whatever the uh, Google thing is. Um, Terrifying new uh, development technologies, dolphin attacks. You want to launch into this? I mean, Researchers I'm... can now send secret audio instructions that are undetectable to the human ear to your Siri or your Alexa or your Google Assistant. Yes, hence dolphin attacks, because it's frequencies we can't hear. Over the last two years... That's right! That's right! <laughs> Reading from the New York Times, over the last two years, researchers in China and the United States at Berkeley have begun demonstrating that they can send hidden commands that are undetectable to the human ear to all those uh, things we got listening to us in our house. Inside university labs, researchers have been able to secretly activate the artificial intelligence systems on smartphones and smart speakers, making them dial phone numbers or open websites. And in the wrong hands, the technology could be used to unlock doors, wire money, or buy stuff online, simply with music playing over the radio. Right. They embed it in other sounds. And you might be dimly aware of a sound, but not really comprehend it, if at all. 
and it would open a website and order, you know, 100 cases of diapers. Here at the Radio Ranch, we have very advanced audio equipment. I've actually gone through and I've isolated the 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 sound that they have been transmitting through these things. And here's an example of of what they're they're sending. Is it a beat? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it mm-hmm. a beat? Wow. I think it's beef. Ordering can I, can I hear a side one, of beef. Can I hear it one more time? Is it a beat? No. no, it's cut off so quickly. It's beat. Beef. This month, Berkeley researchers published a research paper that went further, saying they could embed commands directly into recordings of music or spoken text. So while a human listener hears someone talking or an orchestra playing, Amazon's Echo Speaker might hear an instruction to add something to your shopping list. And the idea is that they could put into, you know, it could be saying other things, right? It could be talking about anything. Um, you could hide it in the uh, into an audio book or the instructions for how to cook a, the perfect fried egg or whatever. But actually, it's a way to open up a particular program on your computer and mm-hmm. make it do stuff. Right. Right. Why are you money, for instance? Yeah, I, I, that would be awfully sophisticated. But the point of this, you know, the research that really got going in 2016 is, OK, we now how to know how to unlock your door and walk in. You know, what they're able to do once they're in there is not clear, and, and who knows whether the security will evolve. I'll but freaking it's never. Scary. I'll never have my house wired for this combination of I have no interest in it, the security of it, too expensive, I just laziness. I'll never do it. I'll never. It, it'll never happen in my lifetime. Maybe my wife's more interested. I don't know. We haven't discussed it, but I just don't care about having my internet hooked up to all these different things, but maybe you do. It's kind of novel and fun, but I'm not sure how useful it is. Uh. But uh, one of the examples in Mashable.com for what they were doing is they took a four-second clip of music, um, which sounded like music to the human ear. Um, but the software heard, okay, Google, browse to evil.com. Now, somebody who's not me and not my computer should go to evil.com. I don't know what that is. God, who? I don't suspect it's good. Who got evil.com and what do they use it for? I don't know. I'm finding out now. This is a work-related Google Wouldn't search. Wouldn't it be amazing if they used it for good? Oh, this It doesn't even seem like a website. This is weird. It probably just destroyed the computer. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, I feel like I should go home now. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you could, well, as the New York Times points out, pranksters and bad actors alike could use the technique to unlock your doors, siphon money from your bank account, or... You know, put something truly nightmarish on your uh, search history. I mean, uh, at Boy, some that's point, a, that's a tough. One. Surely, it can take you from home page to specific page within a home page on the dark web, for instance, and 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 get some child porn and download it. Which is the death sentence for <clears throat> any public figure, right? Right. Although, as we've discussed, at some point, it's going to become broadly known. That the powers that be, whether it's the powers that be or or powerful hackers that be, can do this and can implant stuff on your computer and then create a video of you that looks really realistic of you saying something, blah, 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 and will be further down the road if nobody believes anything Which will, anymore. Well, yeah, because it will both be bad for good guys and good for bad guys. 100% correct. Because bad people can then say, oh, I was hacked. You know how every time a celebrity something awful goes on on their Twitter, they always say their Twitter was hacked and nobody believes them? Right. But in the future, that sort of thing will at least possibly be true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazon, Apple, Google, all told the New York Times their tech has built-in security features. 
But none of the companies would provide specifics because they hung up the phone and said, we got to do something about this. My son has an Alexa in his room and he uses it only for music. But uh, I wouldn't I don't think I'd have one in the public space of the house and on all the time. No, my my dad just got one for my mom, um, the, the Amazon Echo. And uh, and it's a really good idea because it'll help her do a bunch of stuff that she has trouble doing manually uh, on her phone or whatever because of her Parkinson's. But um, I, and I almost launched into the now. Remember, it's always watching and listening thing. But I thought, no, don't bother, don't bother. Let my mom try to figure out how to send text messages through the thing, or sure. check the weather, or set alarms so she remembers to take her medicine. And you know, if if Amazon finds out that you know my dad likes to watch golf on TV, fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. And then the, the, the driverless cars, I don't know how they're ever going to keep those from getting hacked. Well, right. People start yeah. hacking into them and, you know, really bad people who, uh, you know, the, the, the classic of, um, of your detective series in the 70s sort of thing was you cut the brake lines on the guy's car and right. he drives off a cliff. But people will be able to do that by hacking into your car for whatever reasons of mischief. Yeah. And that, how many times would that have to happen? It could just be terrorism. How many? Yeah, sure. Or, or wait, how about, what, what do they call it? The, uh, the ransom attack. Good one. Where you say, hey, listen, you know, every, uh, every Chevrolet in America... Is going to uh, <clears throat> shut down on the highway. Even something as innocent as that, although you could certainly get re- rear-ended. Um, you got to send us a billion dollars. How many times does that have to happen? Because it, before it would upend the entire three, wouldn't take many. Before it would upend the entire idea of driverless cars. You have one get hacked and it kills somebody. That could be the end of the thing. Well, and every hacker on earth, as soon as this gets up and running, will spend all day every day working on it. It's such an obvious, wonder, attractive target. I wonder how much security precautions they've put into that. Remember, Hardly any. Remember, never forget that the S in IoT stands for security. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that they haven't spent any time on security for the controlling my garage door. I hope they have on the makes my car stop or not. I will tell you this. If the technology exists to hack into one of those plugged-in homes, what are connected homes, what do they call them? Connected homes? Smart homes? Smart homes. Thank you, Michael. If that technology exists, I am willing to pay a fair amount for it so that I can dick with my neighbors. Just for humorous reasons. Yes, because that would amuse me a great deal. (laughs) Hey, honey, you want to walk down the street and open people's garage doors? Just make it really hot in there. (laughs) That would be funny. Or just turn on all of their lights all of a sudden. All of a sudden, like an operating room. (laughs) God, that'd freak you out. Uh, The most... Read and forwarded article in the New York Times over the weekend was, Liberals, you're not as smart as you think you are, from a, from a poli-sci professor. And it's pretty interesting. That, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Oh, that's 
sing a little bit more. So it's that time of year where you got everybody uh, graduating, high schoolers and college students, and then people give commencement addresses, and they always make the news. And here's a little life advice from Oprah Winfrey at a commencement speech that she gave. Invest in a quality mattress. I'm telling you, your back will thank you later. And don't cheap out on your shoes. And, and, if you're fighting with someone you really love, for God's sakes, find your way back to them. Because life is short, even on our longest days. Woo! Um, I'm pro-love. I heard a little from Michael Keaton. I'm Batman. Uh, at a commencement address where he was talking about uh, take chances, uh, don't be scared to fail, blah, 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 which is great advice. That's excellent advice. Excellent advice. That song that we just played there, though, from Sturgill Simpson, that might be the best advice. I'd, uh, I don't know. I'm, I've already started in on that with my kids. but I wasn't paying attention. I don't like the country and western music. Um, what did he say? It's Life Ain't Fair. Is it? Oh, right, right. Life Ain't Fair and the World is Mean. Yeah. You know, and it's not a very sunshiny sort of thing, but it's just true. And the faster, the faster you just wrap your arms around that and accept it as reality, I think the happier any human being is. I think throughout that's your entire life, that's you know absolutely what? True. It's just life is just not fair on so many levels. Whether it's the amount of money you have, your health, your relationships, just name it. Right. It's not fair, and the world is mean. <laughs> So that's just the way it is. Now, go do your best. You get to express unhappiness if, you know, you get a bad hop in life, as it were, bad break, somebody's mean to you, somebody cheats you. Absolutely, it's worth But But don't, uh, don't haul yourself up on the cross because something went wrong or, or the screech that now you don't have a chance because um, it's, it's universal. That is good advice. Well, I think the main thing is don't be surprised when it happens, because it happens. It will happen to everyone. It will happen to you. God, it's especially tough, because the, the whole the whole model for college in the modern world is so crazy. Oh, my God. It's insanely expensive. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's put out there as an idea of, here's just explore every creative intellectual endeavor you've got in the world and just really take it in fully, except for the moment that's over, all that life is unfair, the world is mean thing hits you right in the face. Right. <laughs> I mean, the second it's over, now you've got to support yourself. Good luck with that. Uh, I mean, it's just a very harsh transition. Well, you didn't even add the, the absurdity of now nobody is going to say anything that offends anyone or challenges what they believe. And if anyone is challenged or offended, here is a, a, a padded room with puppies and coloring books so you can recover from the affront you have suffered. I mean, then to turn kids loose after that, I mean, my God, they hardly have a chance. Uh, just to, to echo back to their, circle back to the theme you were talking about, uh, one of my favorite uh, sayings about golf is, uh, I think the great Ben Hogan said this, but a friend of mine likes to quote him, uh, the golf course owes you nothing. Play better. In other words, you will hit good shots that ricochet off of a rock, you know, and into the woods. It's, it's, that's not unfair. That's what you're doing. So, anyway, soldier on, my friends, soldier on. Oh, my word. Sometimes you'll hit a patron right in his head and put him in the hospital. Well, Don't let it, be, it rattle you. Should the graduation speech be lower your expectations for happiness? I love those speeches. 
You know, I, I, Oprah's I appreciate too. That's a nice tone and and, and all, but yeah, to what a if, large extent. What if a graduation yeah. speech was? Don't expect to be super happy over the next couple of years or yeah. for uh, for things to be that enjoyable. They probably won't be. And you know what? They might stay that way the rest of your life. Would that be too dark? That's very dark. I'd ask you to rewrite that. But <laughs> sure, for 98% of you, the next 10 years are going to be dues paying. It's going to be hard. Well, I just mean compared to where they are, speaking specifically of the college graduates, oh, just I because see. of that whole thing, has, just yeah. from where they are. Once you accept that this is what life is, it doesn't have to be um, a dark view. It's just a view of this is what life is. Well, right, yeah. Getting back to the golf thing, that's what you're doing. So uh, find the joy as you are grinding, as you're working a bad job for somebody you don't respect. That's okay. That's what's supposed to be happening. And it's not terribly pleasant, but don't feel like you've been cheated or something's gone terribly, terribly wrong if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you don't particularly like your job. You just find the joy in your life anyway. Because I think, you know, it's all about expectations. You know, um, just and, and study after study has proven this, and you can see it in various societies around the world, but happiness is like... Where you are divided by where you expected to be, or times, or something. Right, um, I hear you. Yeah. So you know the guy who's who's whose dad was an underemployed janitor and his mom was sick all the time, and he ends up with a fairly comfortable middle class life. It's going to be really happy. Whereas the the guy who grew up rich and never got any work habits or anything, and he finds himself paycheck to paycheck, is going to be miserable all the time in a lot of with in exactly a lot of cases. the same circumstances, precisely the same money, the same house, the same everything. They l- might live next door to each other. So that's a good one right there. Yeah, yeah. I've you know I've tried to dispense a little wisdom here and there throughout the year. Never been invited to speak at a graduation ceremony. Never. It's painful to me. I got all sorts of stuff to tell you people. There's also the whole, um, uh, just like high school, college has now become a uh, way more people get A's than they used to. Yeah, yeah. And in real life, you might work your ass off and you might not get an A, um, the equivalent of an A, as in the promotion, the money, the whatever. Right. And, and the person who didn't work as hard might get it. It's just the way it is. But you got to keep working. You got a bad bounce. It happens. Little D's coming home from her freshman year of overpriced college in a couple of days. Looking forward to seeing her. She's only going to be home for like a well eight, nine days, and then heads back uh, to work on campus for the summer. So make the best of her time with us. And I've prepared a graduating freshman year speech for her. Delaney, even as we look back upon <laughs> freshman year, we look forward to sophomore year. Sophomore, from the Greek, sophos and moros, wise and fool. Didn't know that. I. Now you do. <laughs> and my life is so That's much richer I told for you it. That. <laughs> At any rate, the summer is hot, yet we cool ourselves in the pool, so let's do it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? American Embassy in Jerusalem opening up as thousands protest, and the Supreme Court's legalized it, sports betting in all states. Yes! Stories yes. coming up. That story just broke. This is going to change things. Yep. Stay tuned. We will discuss coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This could be huge, and we'll explain why in a moment with this breaking news. We'll get to it with Marsha Phillips. Indeed, this just coming in. The Supreme Court struck down a federal law that bars gambling on football, basketball, baseball, and other sports in most states. 
giving the states now the go-ahead to legalize betting on sports. You know what it was, according to the Supreme Court? Unconstitutional commandeering. Clearly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Commandeering of the, the federal government commandeering possible state monies, I guess, is the problem. Anyway, huh. here's the genesis of it, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So New Jersey was losing money at their casinos, and the the, the, the loss of revenue was hurting their, uh, their, their financial situation. Sure. So they decided to allow... Sports gambling. But then the Fed said, no, you can't do that. Well, so then the Supreme Court has just right. said, yeah, a state can do that if they want to do that. So now states all across the country are going to do it. But you know who fought it? In New Jersey, all four major sports spent a ton of money fighting that law in New Jersey because they're so afraid. Illegal gambling is a $150 billion a year business. What will it be when it's legal? And the four major sports are worried if you start getting, if it ends up being a half a trillion dollars are spent on sports, right. it's going to seep into the game. Sure. There'll just be so much money involved that either players or coaches or somebody is going to start messing with the games. They, they hate, shaving. They sure. hate the idea of it. Yeah. That's where it could get exciting. Yeah. Wow. And scandalous. I mean, but if you, had, be if you had one NBA game and say there's, well, I guess this happens with the Super Bowl every year, but it's particularly easy in the NBA. Because uh, you got so few people on the court, and one one referee can make so much difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you had a half a trillion dollars riding on one game, how, oh. does, how does that not get to one referee calling a foul here or there that nobody could argue with? Well, and the the thing that non sports betters don't get about the danger of that is is the spread. It's all about the spread. It's you don't pick the Cavaliers over the Celtics, for instance. And please pronounce it Celtic. It's a Culture, not a costume. Wow. Um, you you pick, you know, you get the uh, the, the Celts plus uh, four points, for instance. So, Did anybody have LeBron losing by 30 yesterday? Anybody bet on that? No, nobody So did. what you do is you go to one of the players and say, listen, if you guys are winning, fine, win. But keep it within, well, four points is tough to point shape. But if it was, say, an eight or nine point spread, win, but keep it within eight. If you guys are up and there's a minute left... Do not make a basket. Throw the ball away, miss your shot, whatever. Just keep it within eight. Point shaving. That's that's where the danger is. And the, the NBA referee scandal that happened several years back was about the over-under lines. It wasn't about picking winners or whatever. It was just the refs would call more fouls, making the point totals higher, and then they, okay. they would hit the overs on all those games. And in that sport, you could call traveling or a foul on every possession if you wanted to, and... Why they do when they do is a mystery to everyone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be easy to do. Well, on re- the other hand, uh, and I haven't read any of this, and I haven't followed this case law at all, but uh, how is this even a question with Nevada out there? Right? How could New Jersey not be okay if Nevada is? How's it a question, period? Where, how, where's the federal government get, get off saying you can't bet on a, on a sports game? Unless you're the- in Nevada. Yeah, the uh, Supreme Court struck down what's called the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act from 1992. It barred state-authorized sports gambling with some exceptions, and it made Nevada the only state where a person could wager on the results of a single game. Grandfathered in, I guess? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, but you can't run a a country like that. Look, it's okay for them because they were doing it. Boy, but the rest of you, the power and the weight of the federal government will prevent you with guns from doing it. Come on. As we are Reno's favorite morning show, it's uh, got to be rough news for Nevada. Oh, yeah. Got to yeah. be terrible news. Yeah. Hell, I had a friend uh, throw down a couple of bucks for me at a sports book in Vegas. 
On what? Uh, Giants over and under for mm-hmm. this over under for the season total mm-hmm. wins. Now the timing on that was approximately two days before their ace pitcher went down with an injury. Was that correct? Like, I think it was like thirty six hours. It was, <laughs> it was less than two days before Mad Bum did something ridiculous. Oh, he got hit by a line drive. That's right. Another story we're following today: the new U.S. embassy in Jerusalem officially open now. That comes after President Trump recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital late last year and breaks with decades of American foreign policy. While Congress had passed a law in 1995 to require moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, previous administrations have used a clause to waive the law. President Trump says last December, though, it was time to recognize the obvious. Jerusalem is Israel's capital, and this is a natural offshoot. Today we follow through on this recognition and open our embassy in the historic and sacred land of Jerusalem. And we're opening it many, many years ahead of schedule. Is Rayleigh this is right. a classic Trump move, too, where yep. with all the smart people saying, yep. you can't do this, and him saying, why not? Why can't you? Well, I'm going to. Yep. And, you know, there'll be there's protests and deaths today, right. but that happens all the time in the Middle East. And everything will just continue on the way it has for my whole life. Uh, after this opens the day. Whoop-de-doo. Indeed, as you mentioned, at the move setting off massive protests, dozens of, pa- dozens of Palestinian protesters have been shot and killed on the border with Gaza. Tensions running very, very high. As they always are and always will be. Uh, one last note. Christy Brinkley was spotted at dinner with Stormy Daniels promoter, lawyer Michael Avenatti. So he's, he's dating Christy Brinkley? The model and actress seen at the American Hotel with Avenatti on Saturday night. It's unclear what was discussed. Isn't he President... like 20 years older than her? I mean, isn't she 20 years older than him? Yeah, How old is he? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Anyway, President uh, Trump could have been a, a topic of their discussion. Brinkley says that Trump hit on her while he was married to Ivana Trump and while she was dating Billy Joel. Not surprising. So anyway. She's 64, Wait, he's 47. I'm sorry, who was dating Billy Joel? Christy Brinkley? Christy, yeah, they got Christy married. Trump right? yeah. hit on her. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is not yeah. surprising. Wow. It's <laughs> terrible. What about the, the, the vows of marriage? 64 and 47. He's older than yeah. I thought. He's holding himself together very well. He's very tan. Why is he so tan? Very tan. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. So I biatched a fair amount about the coverage of the Facebook ad scandal, the Russian Facebook ad scandals, because everybody that reported it would pick whatever ads supported their narrative of what happened and ignore the other ads that the Ruskies bought that didn't support their narrative. Well, the folks at USA Today, of all people, read every single Facebook ad placed by the Russians. And what they found is pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah. As Vlad Putin continues to to thumb his nose at us and tweak us any way he can 24-7. I want to hear that. Vlad Putin is the global me. I was talking about walking down my street, flipping off my neighbor, flipping on and off my neighbor's lights, opening and closing their garage doors, etc. Once I hack into their smart homes, Vlad Putin does that to the U.S. every chance he can get. And I thought this would be good. What would your advice for graduates be? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Get a job! All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Megan's dress still a mystery as wedding nears. That's the headline for Royal Wedding Watch. It, uh, I thought that happened this past weekend. It didn't. Nope, it's still. Oh, no. It's still on the horizon. If I oh. don't want to know the answer, is it still a mystery? <laughs> oh, boy. And thinking through the Supreme Court ruling that just came down on the sports betting being legalized, I got some questions for you, so stay tuned, huh? This could change things. <sighs> yeah, I wonder. I have a uh, a question. Will sports betting be like marijuana? Anybody who's really into doing it is probably doing it already. Well, that's or, a decent question. most people. That's a decent question. I don't know. I don't know. So, listen, we talked about this a little bit as, you know, the, the presence, the existence of those Facebook ads created by the Russian-based Internet Research Agency. Um, during the election, the whole, uh, you know, the Vladimir Putin stole the election for Trump narrative was taking hold, blah, blah, blah. But they would release a handful of ads, the... I guess they were the House Select Committee on Intelligence or um, had these all these ads, but they wouldn't release them to us. And we were saying, why not? Let us see them. Let's, let's take them in. But at the time, it was obvious, as you know, we both read lots and lots of different accounts of, of various news stories. It became pretty clear to me that one outlet would highlight this sort of ad, trying to really pitch the narrative that it was all about getting Trump elected. Then you look over here, and they say, well, it was mostly about race baiting and trying to divide Americans, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't clear to me at all, uh, you know, what the, what the truth was. Well, I guess the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence finally released all 3,517 ads to the public last week, late last week. And uh, a, a crew of people from USA Today looked at every single one of them. And tracked how many times they were viewed because those statistics exist. Mm. And so this is the complete picture. Um, and it's probably worth mentioning that all these ads are at the heart of the indictment of 13 Russians and three companies, uh, blah, 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 etc. While some of the ads focused on topics as banal as business promotion or Pokemon, the company consistently promoted ads to design uh, designed to inflame race related tensions. That's a good directly idea. Directly and indirectly. That's a smart one. That's a that's a very fertile ground. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into the findings of the roughly thirty five hundred ads published. Uh, more than half, about nineteen hundred and fifty. Wow. Almost almost two thousand of the thirty five hundred ads made express reference to race. Those accounted for 25 million ad impressions. That's how many times a spot was pulled from a server to look at. So a very large majority were about driving racial tensions in the United States. At least 25% of the ads centered on issues involving crime and policing, often with racial connotation. Separate ads launched simultaneously would stoke suspicion about how police treated black people in one ad, while another encouraged support for pro-police groups. So again, if you have one simple narrative from the Russian Facebook buys, it's that they were trying to make black people and white people angry at each other. Which is a good plan. Now, do you remember any radio shows at the time saying everybody needed to calm the hell down and all this whipped-up anger was unhealthy and not useful and, I mostly, and cut it out. I mostly listen to country music, so I didn't hear anything about that. Well, you should have tuned in to the Armstrong and Getty show mm. where we were talking about that. 
Divisive racial ad buys averaged about 44 per month through the summer 2015-2016 before seeing a significant increase in the run-up to Election Day. Um, anyway, only about 100 of the ads of the 3,500, 100 of them overtly mentioned support for Donald Trump or opposition to Hillary Clinton. A few dozen referenced questions about the U.S. election process and voting integrity, and only a handful mentioned other candidates like Bernie Sanders, Ted Cruz, or Jeb Bush. Now, I would say, because I'm not trying to promote one narrative over the other here, I just want to know what is, there were Russian efforts like hacking Podesta's emails and leaking those to WikiLeaks and everything that were clearly designed to screw with Hillary, because, uh, that were separate from the act. Because they thought she was going to be president. And they wanted like, to weaken her in yeah, advance, right? Like everybody else, they were certain she'd be president. Yeah, in they league probably, with the New York Times. They probably didn't think there was much benefit. It was a, well, what was the point of trying to help Trump and hurt Hillary? She's going to get elected. The causing everlasting damage in terms of race relations is much more beneficial to them. Right, right. So, again, the main narratives is trying to... Well, let me quote this researcher, uh, Young Me Kim, University of Wisconsin-Madison, published some of the first scientific analyses of social media influence campaigns during the election, said the ads showed that the Russians are attempting to destabilize Western democracy by targeting extreme identity groups. How well has that worked? Not well at all as we all constantly separate into our little racial and ethnic groups and scream epithets at each other as fueled by Vladimir Putin. Um, So again, the dominant theme is trying to weaken Western democracy and our influence around the world, weaken us from within, and only about a hundred of the ads overtly mention support for Donald Trump. Are we doing it back? Are we doing a very good job of doing it back to... uh... Gosh, I hope so. I, I, I think so. I hope so. I'd be willing to be in charge of that. Just screw with Russia. Screw with Putin. Propaganda. Put it in their media somehow, although that's tougher because their media is state-controlled to a large extent. The number of displays for the top five sorts of ads. How many people actually saw these ads? About 25 million saw the race-baiting stuff. 25 million. Second place is just under 9 million crime or policing, which also had mostly racial tinges to it. Yeah, so during that... Uh, so that's 30, it's about 34 million, actually. During that period of time where you had a number of, I'll use my finger quotes, unarmed people, black people shot dead by the police, and then you had a bunch of police get shot, how much worse was it because of Russia jumping in this than it would have been otherwise? I mean, because it, it would have been ugly anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but I wonder how much worse, how I, successful they were. I don't know if anybody has looked into a forwarding. I guess when you forward an ad, it's actually a link to the ad, so they track it. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, if you combine black-white race type stuff and crime or policing, that's about thirty-five million people, a million exposures. Then you get down to immigration. You know, build the wall. We don't want Mexicans, or or Trump is a racist against Mexicans. That was. About 2.6 million. So that's way, 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 way less. Guns was about 2 million. Promoting upcoming events, because they tried to get rallies going with real Americans um, and and get Americans on board with this stuff, because then, well, for the obvious reason, if it goes viral or Americans themselves organize these things, that's a hell of a lot cheaper for Russia. And, and, and that wouldn't be tracked as Russian interference either. If I see a Russian ad and say, wow, that's right, 
and I start tweeting about it at the Armstrong and Getty account, for instance, or, or go on the Facebook page, then, you know, I'm unwittingly helping them. Uh, the most prominent ad, the single biggest, had 1.3 million impressions, uh, 73,000 clicks, was a Facebook page called Back the Badge. Uh, after all the Black Lives Matter protests and the NFL kneeling and Colin Kaepernick and the rest of it. Um, and as soon as that got going, they put out a bunch of um, pictures of two black brothers handcuffed in Colorado for, quote, driving while black. That ad targeted people interested in Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and black history. So they would target these ads using Facebook's algorithms. Oh, the uh, copper ad, the pro-cop ad, targeted people interested in law enforcement, um, who'd shown various interests. Because remember, Mark Zuckerberg reads and follows everything you ever do or think. we got to remember this for any other controversies coming down the road that uh, we're being messed with. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Recognize uh, troll farm ads. So Deb Saunders, who we have on now and then, she's the White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, actually in Jerusalem for the opening of the embassy and the official moving of the, the, the capital there, and we recognize it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.